Cheers. 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 Oof. Wow. That's good. That's amazing. Oh, that's good. What's up, everybody? Um, I'm alone tonight because Tommy wasn't able to make it for the podcast. And I absolutely insisted. I said, we ha- we have to record. We have to record at least once a week. We can't miss any more weeks. And good news. Somebody's going to take Tommy's place this week. I think you've heard her voice before. Do I introduce myself? No, everybody knows you're Tara. Oh. Hi, Tara. <laughs> Hi. So, no, the good news is uh, this obviously won't be a regular thing, but we are 100% committed to making sure there's a new episode every week, no matter what, rain or shine, whatever. We were going to have a special episode of um, Record While Driving and Kill Yourself cast, <laughs> and we tried that, but uh, Tommy and I last night, but I guess that was Thursday night. But you can't use the voice memos recording app on the iPhone and calling at the same time. So that got squashed. So anyways, Tommy's in Charlotte this weekend. So have fun, Tommy. A couple other quick notes. Um, we have three new patrons? No. Two new patrons and one update. So thank you to new crafty boys. Nate, you're the man. Appreciate you, dude. Um, I said I was going to give you an extra Slurpee uh, shout out. So... <laughs> So thank you. Um, what a visual. Alex, neighbor Alex, thank you, bro. He, he, he came on board. He's an official crafty boy. That's awesome. Love you, man. And also something new. We got a Chad. I shouted out Chad last week. He was a new patron, but he got bumped. He actually bumped himself up. He went from a one to a $3 patron because he wanted to uh, make us drink faucet mongrels which is a homemade drink that poor Chad made and made himself drink in college. That's going to be great. I'm waiting for Tommy to get back for that. But the drink this week is brought to you by Dave, who was a new patron uh, last episode. And of, this is his drink of choice was a whiskey sour. And when I say whiskey sour, I mean a real whiskey sour. So what's in that is you can – obviously, you can do any kind of whiskey you want. I went with bourbon and – Fresh squeezed lemon juice. I cannot emphasize that enough. Fresh squeezed lemon juice, not bullshit pre-made mix or whatever. And an egg white. Mm-hmm. That's it? Am I forgetting anything? Can't be. No, I think that's pretty much it. I think that's pretty much it. I'm going to kick myself if I'm not. Uh, you can also garnish it with a maraschino cherry. We we opted not to do that just because we're all about the whiskey sour itself. But it's also very appropriate because this is one of Tara's favorite drinks. So it cheers. Is. Okay, cheers. Mm-hmm. It's frothy. It's really good. Yeah, I'm proud of you though. Tara's really out of her element drinking it with the egg, the yeah. the egg white in there. Yeah, the egg white's weird. Yeah, I'm just ignoring it though. I knew I forgot something. Hmm. Simple syrup. There's oh, simple syrup in there I also. Didn't know there was. So that's all it is. Shake it up all the ingredients first. That's called a dry shake, and then. You add the ice afterward so it doesn't get too diluted just to chill it, and then you strain it. You're supposed to strain it through a fine mesh as, uh, strainer as well. Don't have that. So we went right into the glass and now into our gullets. Unfiltered. That's the way I like it. But the good news is there was something I was going to talk about this week anyways on the podcast, and <clears throat> Tommy wouldn't have been as good because he didn't see the movie. But Tara and I, on Halloween, which is awesome, went to go see Venom. Mm-hmm. And you knew nothing, very little about it going into it. Obviously, yeah, no, I knew, 
I knew what Venom was. Like, I knew, like, the character image. Mm-hmm. But I had no prior story knowledge of it. I just right. knew, like, oh, it's he's, he's black and has white eyes and he's creepy looking with a long tongue. Literally had no idea any backstory. So it was really, really interesting for me. Overall, I could tell you were enjoying it during the movie, but then at the end, you were just all about it. Yeah. What, what's, give me your general overall feeling of it. Well, at the beginning, I thought was cringeworthy, mm-hmm. which is good. I think mm-hmm. that that's good. If, if a movie can make you actually embarrassed for the character in the movie, I think the actor is doing a good job. And I think it's a well-written scene. Tom Hardy was cast well. Tom Hardy, yeah. I, I enjoy Tom Hardy as an actor. Um, but for me, it really picked up as soon as Venom is introduced to him. Like, like when you the see, real Venom comes yeah, out. Yeah, when you... Because there's a lot of backstory building up to that. And I'm like... When am I going to see this? When am I going to see some crazy shit happen with Tom Hardy? Yep. Like, when is this coming? And if I, and when it got there, and the rest of the movie was just very, very riveting and interesting. And I, I enjoyed it. And I enjoyed it so much so that if they made several movies right. off of it, kind of like The Dark Knight or anything like that, sure. I'm very interested in watching those in theaters as well. Yep. Because I was telling Alex before... The last movie I saw was probably 2016. Yeah, in theaters. In theaters, right. yeah. So We don't go to the movies often. I rarely. Uh, I think I average two a year. It would make sense if, if somebody told me I've been going to one every six months for the past however many years. So that makes sense to me. But mm-hmm. a little bit more backstory on Venom himself. For anybody who doesn't know, I mean, I grew up eating, living, breathing everything Marvel. I, I, I had trading cards out my ass, action figures, everything. There was uh, particular... Heroes and uh, superheroes and villains that I absolutely loved. Uh, my favorite supervillain, like basically ever, especially growing up, was was Carnage, and of course he's another uh, symbiote. And then Venom. Is, for anybody who doesn't actually understand the backstory, and it makes sense why they have to have all that stuff at the beginning of the movie to really build it up. Is like, okay, well, how does an alien come into contact with Eddie Brock, main character? And become part of him. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what that whole beginning build up part is about, and that's that's what it is. They're the the symbiotes are aliens from another planet, and they live with they live on a host individual, and they basically feed off each other. Although, like they they kind of make jokes in the movie that it's more of a parasite because it takes more from the human than the human gets from yeah. the symbiote. But um, it, it's it's hilarious, and there's this isn't spoiling anything because there's that symbiotic relationship there's like this voice in Tom Hardy's head the whole time or Eddie Brock's head. And he's, you know, constantly at ends with it or, or working with it or depending on what's going on in the movie, mm-hmm. you hear this voice and the voice in the movie was super awesome. Yeah. I very much enjoyed the voice and I, and I, I liked the development that way because when the symbiote is introduced to his body and it heads up spoilers, if this mm. counts as a spoiler, but even when he's like in his kitchen and, or, or somewhere and he hears like one word, like yeah. Venom says just a single word, yeah, like yeah. food or awesome. hungry or something. And I just thought that that was interesting because you can kind of see how the human character would actually react in real life. Yeah. Cause it's almost like, if you think about it, it's almost like kind of like maybe schizophrenia where yeah. you're hearing a voice and it's like, holy shit. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was really interesting. And then everybody he, else thinks yeah, he's insane too. And as he warms up to Venom and you know, the voice in his head how he changes and how that how he they talk more and and stuff like that and then then they build that trust level too yeah. because he's like what the hell is inside <clears> of me and then he's like hey can you help me out yeah like, can a, you do something yeah. because I don't know what's going on and it's important to keep in mind that Venom 
when when you hear the name Venom, it's I think seeing the movie helped me separate the two. It's not ref- Venom is not Eddie Brock in a suit. Venom mm-hmm. is Venom and yeah. Eddie Brock is Eddie Brock. They're two different entities completely. And that movie does a good job of reminding you that constantly. Like Venom is its own alien being and they the two of them work together or whatever. Yeah. I guess for me, one of those where it's pertinent, I mean, obviously there's like a love interest or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at the end of the movie, there's like conversation about the love interest or or something like that. Like, oh, we're going to get her back. So you can see it's two people or like two individuals joined as kind of like a one. And so like, I thought that was interesting. I'm like, wow, it it actually is two different individuals, but they're sharing the same physical space. And also because uh, there's a development early on in the movie with that, um, that's not really a spoiler, really. Oh, but okay. for anything else that's serious, think about it so we can do it. Because this is Okay, I'm just, sorry. No, don't apologize. But the the other one of the other reasons I really wanted to see this movie is because right off the bat, um, I looked at the I love Rotten Tomatoes, even though a lot of times it's bullshit. Uh this is this is a good example of that. The critic rating is twenty nine and the audience is eighty seven. That is a surefire sign of an awesome movie, or at least an, an well, I entertaining thought the movie, movie. Was phenomenal. Exactly. I was. I was. I was on my seat. No, I won't say on my seat. I was actively engaged the entire the movie. entire movie. Yeah. And at the beginning, I was a little skeptical just because of the way they built up, and just and it's some, not short. some of the character, some of the um, I don't want to say characteristics. I guess some of the facets of. Eddie Brock's personal he, life as, like, as a human. He's intentionally campy. Yeah, yeah. And it, I'm kind of like, oh, man, like, oh, your job is stupid. Like, what is that? Like, why are you being crazy? Like, all these weird things. I'm like, I don't know. There's also like... a lot of that in the real world. Like, people. Yeah, kinda... exactly. So, like, once I warmed up to that and then the movie kind of took off, I was like, you know what? I was like, I, I think they did a good job yep. of building up the character and just the execution of their whole thought process I thought was very, very well done. And and to be engaged, you know, one of my common complaints with movies nowadays is that they're too long. And this, this is an hour and 12 minutes. So it's almost two hours. And I'm, I was like, Tara, I was engaged and actively really just Mm -hmm. looking forward to the next part of it, uh, of, of every second of the movie. So it was really enjoyable, but back to the, uh, the critics thing on Rotten Tomato, even, even this pretentious write up, the critic critics consensus, Venom's first standalone movie turns out to be like the comics character in all the wrong ways. Chaotic, noisy, and in desperate need of a stronger attachment to Spider-Man. And that is so irritating to me because it's just like saying Venom isn't strong enough and, and Eddie Brock. They're not strong enough characters to stand alone on their uh, by themselves. And they need to have uh, an attachment to the more important, bigger Marvel character. And then maybe mm-hmm. we can tie them into Avengers or whatever. I don't you agree know? with it's that It's just so irritating. It is, it's typical Marvel. Like, it's got to be bigger. Yes, this can be a standalone Well, and thing. like the it's one thing that I like about thing. this movie, too, which maybe I'm reading too much into it. I like, and I think it's similar to The Dark Knight, like that whole uh, trilogy. The Christopher Nolan ones. Yeah, the ones with Christian Bale mm. as Batman. Yeah. And in that series, you can see that there's a darker undertone to the movie. Like, they're still good. You're still fighting evil, but there's some darkness in the movie. Sure. In this one, I noticed that with the Venom character and how he's supposed to be, you know, this, for lack of a better term, vicious. Not he's, caring he's more, alien. He's morally ambiguous yeah, because yeah. their laws and morals don't apply. Exactly. And I and I liked 
that the movie showed how Eddie would interact with him and say like, you know, like, okay, well, I, I, I recognize that you are, you have like these like vicious urges and right. all this craziness and then like how to tame that in. So I liked that it had like a darker aspect and it's, yeah. you're not, you're not a perfect superhero. Like no, there's some, there's some fucked up he's stuff. He's an anti-hero. Of, yeah. 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 Like, oh, can we bite his head off? It's like, I like that. I actually enjoyed that. They, I like that animalistic Venom side of it. Venom bit people's heads off in the movie. And yeah. it, it was like a recurring joke. They const- He constantly wanted to eat people. Yeah. And that was like, you know. It's like, like us eating animals. Exactly. Like to us or to them, what are we? We're just a, a lesser species. Yeah. And I, I liked that, that like dark undertone to it mm-hmm. because it's not, again, he's not a perfect hero in the sense right. of like being a hero yeah so but, but what's really that. what's really cool is you know I, I didn't follow venom very closely you know in the actual comics and stories and stuff as a kid specifically him and i was sort of and and, and this depends i mean maybe somebody would come out and, and tell me that the movie was very inaccurate or something but in the movie at least the way his character is portrayed Eddie Brock never at any point gets corrupted and does anything that is uh, morally wrong by human standards. It's rather Mm-mm. Venom does the action and then Eddie Brock's like, oh my God, what did you do? Or like, you can't just eat yeah. people. You well, know, it's almost like... In my, my picture as a kid, it was that suit was making him do bad things and he was sort of loving it. And there, there are two different yeah, entities the whole time. The one thing that I picked up on in the movie... Um, their eyes would kind of have this weird flicker or this like kind of like gloss when somebody was like infected with one yeah and you can see when it kind of takes over the personality Mm -hmm. a little bit Mm -hmm. and to me it almost reminded me of like when a shark goes into a feeding frenzy its eyes have like that white third eyelid roll over it to Mm -hmm. protect them and all they do is just go into this insanity and they really don't have any yeah and i mean it's a shark so it doesn't have any sentience anyway but it reminds me of when, like, a shark goes into a feeding frenzy and it just loses all control and it just eats and eats and eats and just does what it does because that's its physical animal urge. Yep. So it reminded me of that, like, in the movie when you can see, like, whenever someone's taken over by it, you can see those urges. And, that like, the human has no control because the alien's the one doing all that. Yeah. So. It, and so another thing about this is there, obviously, there's there's an antagonist in the movie. Uh I guess I won't say anything because this could potentially be a spoiler, so I won't say anything about multiple antagonists. But there, there is another uh, another symbiote that comes into the movie. Mm-hmm. And that was especially cool for me because, again, as a kid, Carnage was my favorite. I loved Venom. And the other symbiotes, there's a whole bunch of them. We, we looked. I couldn't come up with the names. I knew a couple of them. But there's there's Riot, Scream. Uh, let's see. Can we do this? La- green one. Lasher. Lasher. There's an orange one. Oh god, what was his name? The the one in the movie. Uh, I don't, I won't say the one in the movie. Yeah, well, people might not even pick up on it because yeah, that's it, it's, true. it's the the name of it is a subtle one. But there's an orange one, and I'm gonna try and come up with it by the end of the podcast. There might there might be one one or two more that I'm forgetting. There's a, there was another female one, like scream. from the comics. No, I said scream. Agony. Agony. Okay. And I put there's together. Only one left. I put together screams of agony. Yeah. And I'm like, that's that's good for yeah. a girl. For, so, yeah. For well, yeah. They're all like ridiculous and extreme names, and I love all that because. There is a comic book arc uh, that that was Maximum Carnage, and it was a so the guy who becomes Carnage or, or Carnage gets met up with because or paired up with because Carnage is a, is, a, is mm-hmm. a symbiote. He he latches on to Cletus Cassidy, who is a total madman 
psychopathic serial killer. And he, he goes on a rampage, just mass murder, sadistic, just actually eating people and like, yeah. And the problem is the symbiote is not only is it basically evil, but the human is maybe even far more evil. So you have this horrible converse, horrible combination with this unlimited potential Mm -hmm. for, for, for evil. And he gets all, he rounds up all these other symbiotes and that's, that's what the whole maximum carnage um, saga is about. But Spider-Man and Venom team up for that to fight them. Mm-hmm. So, and then there was, that's one of my favorite SNES games ever, Maximum Carnage. It's my favorite beat up. And then there, they came out with another one called Separation Anxiety, and that had the other symbiotes in it as well. That's what I knew these names and these characters from as a kid. But the, um, oh, I was thinking it was Anti Venom, but that's, that's different. Toxin? Toxin was it, one too. It could Look up be. the orange one. I'm going to. That's what I know. But, and remember, there were five that we looked at the other night on uh, Wikipedia or whatever it was. But, just overall, uh, another really outstanding thing. You know, it, it's very easy to make fun of this in other movies, especially depending on what you're looking for in the movie. But this this is an alien, and you're going to need some special effects. The CGI was outstanding. It was very convincing and cool looking, especially whenever uh, Eddie Brock would fully turn into Venom because he just turned into this hulking creature. And I loved how huge Venom was in the scenes whenever he was just wreaking havoc or you know even just defending eddie or whatever getting him out of a tight situation super awesome looking toxin phage that's right we were talking about that last night and i guess that's why it didn't stick with me like i love the name because it's 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 eating it means eating but i just for some reason that's probably as a kid that one didn't stick out to me because maybe i wasn't sure what that meant i almost certainly wasn't so but um what what else really stuck out to you about Venom? Anything in particular? Did oh, like you see. didn't? Did you love all the CGI? I thought it was so good. Oh my god! I thought the movie was incredible for yeah. for that m- movie. My first movie coming out of my movie theater hiatus or whatever you want to call it <laughs> break. And, and you're, not a, movie, you're not a Marvel picked, person, really. Not not really. You don't dislike it. I don't dislike it. I just I think I don't have the money to keep up with Marvel. Forget about money. In terms time. of in, in, in time, <laughs> in terms of going to the movies or renting all these movies or whatever, it's, it's just, time for there's me. There's so much of it, yeah. but I really, really enjoyed this movie, and I hope they make more movies. And hint, hint, if you go see it, make sure you sit through the credits. Yes, I was because there's get to a, this. there's a nod at the end of it to a certain thing that may or may not potentially hint at another sequel like a, like another movie like a no, sequel it, it will so yeah. i'm very excited i was actually excited in the movie theater i'm like why can't they just speed up production <laughs> and then like release it next week yeah so i really liked venom um it actually made me interested in reading the comics or watching more yeah. marvel-y like older cartoons that include him and, in and it that's, because that's, yeah. i didn't know much about him honestly i didn't really watch it all that much i mean like i did but i just didn't care as much yeah. as like a normal, like like an actual boy. Well, speaking of age, speaking so. of uh, like older Marvel stuff, and this is something that you and I will probably watch one day. I have always stood by the fact that the original X Men animated series is mm-hmm. my favorite animated show of all time, hands down. And it's it doesn't doesn't matter if you watch it when you were seven or if you watch it when you're twenty seven. It it's it's really good and it's not kidified. It has withstood the test of time because I I watched about half of it maybe three or four years ago and I was like, holy shit, this show was amazing and beyond its time. 
So that's something else we could look into. I remember us talking about it. And it's I'm, very, so good. I'm actually excited to watch it because I know, like, just growing up, you know, 90s, early 2000s, like, mm-hmm. there's, there's shows you watch that are on TV, mm-hmm. but I never kept track of yeah. what episode it was. Uh, yeah, and, it, it, same, and, same. and even watching it, I mean, it's not readily accessible as it is now on, like, Hulu or whatever right. streaming online place you can go. So, yeah. no, I'd be very interested in watching it with you. That'd be awesome. How's that whiskey sour treat you been? Um, it's good. You're doing I some actually, work. I'm proud of you because I'm proud of you for drinking. It's actually the best whiskey sour I think I've had. I would hope so. It's it's a real boy. Thank mm-hmm. you, Bill. I appreciate that. I, I think I'm actually getting a knack for mixology. So yeah. I, I'm we're gonna I'm gonna save one last little spoiler for the very end of the episode uh, for anybody who uh, doesn't want to miss out. So I'll just until we get there. Um, the the other night for Halloween. Or not for Halloween, but like the the weekend whenever everybody was out partying, we were gonna go out and Tara hurt her neck. She oh, like tweaked yeah. it real bad, and she was an, an invalid for a day. And we were gonna oh, go to this week. warehouse party and everything. And you know, obviously, we weren't gonna go out and dance from ten to six a.m. You know, with Tara's neck the way it was. So we had we had our own little spooktacular. That's a Eric Andre reference. And we stayed in with a couple of friends and drank heavily and played talisman, and it was incredible. But I threw together witches brew. Just that's what we called it, obviously, Halloween. And what all? Okay, so it was vodka, gin, orange juice, cranberry juice, apples. I cut up apples. You cut up a fresh apple. There, obviously, there was ice in it. Yeah, Lacroix. I put in some Lacroix. Lacroix. You put in all of the Saint Germain. Oh, the Saint Germain. That that was crucial in the first batch. Yeah, I ran out. You poured the rest of that in, and and the thing about it was. When we when we say poured in gin and vodka and all this stuff, poured he poured a lot. <laughs> like, but you couldn't taste a it. ton. Yeah, and for as much as there was, you one couldn't taste it, and two, I I honestly thought I was going to be more hossed up. Yeah, more hossed up. <laughs> the the weirdest than I was. thing about it was we drank a ton. I made three pitchers of it. Yeah, I maintained. I know me. This is me speaking personally. I maintained a very healthy strong buzz like borderline mm-hmm. drunk all night but i never went past that despite continuous dr- or continual drinking so i feel like there was the perfect amount in there it yeah. was perfect no that's how that's we how were up I till felt. 4 a.m that night and the apples were actually incredible and t- except for mine because everybody else yeah. was eating them Yours as they like went vodka. i left mine in for hours and then we ate them at the end of the night and it, it tasted like they you burned. were eating chunks of gin it yeah, was, it was it not burned. great in vodka so anyways, that was fun. But yeah, my, my point of that whole tangent was I'm actually getting a knack for just mixing things together and figuring out what's going to taste good, what's not going to taste good and all mm-hmm. that. I really enjoyed it. So you can make me another like bourbon it. drink I'd love to. This? I would love to. So the here, okay, here we go. So we're going to wrap up. I know it's a little bit short, but this is just, you know, again, since Tommy's out of town, we'll, we'll get at you next week. Full strength again. Uh, thank you again to uh, all of our patrons, especially the recent ones. Uh, for just coming on board with us. And uh, we'll be drinking the faucet mongrel from Chad next week. That's going to be fun. And lastly, then, that spoiler. So at the end of the movie uh, in Venom, when you sit through the credits, I was even trying to think really fast in my head, and I'm a little bit embarrassed in hindsight. Like, obviously, it's going to be Carnage-related, but Eddie Brock is back to interviewing people, and he's going down this hallway at a prison in California, and or wherever it was, 
and you get to the end and it was so amazing because as soon as they show this psychopath in a cage, he has this curly red hair. And I said immediately to Tara, I was like, that's carnage. I said, that's Cletus Cassidy. That's, that's that serial killer mm -hmm. who becomes him. And guess who it is? Woody Harrelson. So good. It's perfect. And, and when I'm, he turned around and he, I think Woody Harrelson is an incredible actor. Yeah, I love him. The look of insanity yes. that he has in his and eyes when he turns around. Work. Yeah. And like, it, if you think of like Woody Harrelson, you know, you think he's of him as He's kind of crazy like a, looking anyways. He's kind of crazy, <laughs> but you think of him as more of like a comical, comical character yeah. Yeah. or actor. Yeah. And when he turns around and he's just got that crazy look on his face, I'm like, man, I cannot wait for this next movie. Like, I'm so excited. Yeah, it, and it, I love Woody Harrelson regardless. Yeah. So I would love to see him as the big serial killer yep. evil villain in the next just movie rampaging. just and, rampaging and i, and I told yeah. i told tara uh, i said they nailed it with the way they portrayed him because i showed him i showed her pictures of cletus cassidy in the comics and uh and, and also i even said there's this one trading card i had as a kid because i had a zillion from a zillion different makes and decks and whatever and there was one in my head I could picture where it's it's a it's an actual Cletus Cassidy card. Actually, it was from a card game called Overpower. It was a Marvel card game that you could play, and he was you could see the Carnage suit on him, and he I swear he's like he's like taunting with his hand, like looking at you, the the viewer of the card, I guess you'll say, but the suit is like not on his face. His his human face is showing. And it reminded me so much of that particular shot of Woody Harrelson in that cell. And I was like, mm -hmm. this is spot on. So Yeah, I'm excited. Thanks for I've never been that excited about like yeah. a quote yeah, unquote, you, you were superhero all about movie. Totally. But so. thanks for holding down the fort, babe. Well, Appreciate you joining tonight. Of and course. um uh Tommy, you're fired. <laughs>